another episode of Space Flicks. Space Flicks. You're throwing off the levels, Adam. That's I. We did the volume check beforehand. <laughs> I was very honest with All the right. thing. Uh, so this is the podcast where we review a movie and decide whether it's worth the cost of beaming out to a lonely astronaut in outer space. Uh, today we're going to be talking about Marriage Story mm-hmm. from Noah Baumbach. Which I don't believe our astronaut gets Netflix in space. Of course he doesn't. That would It would be a pretty bad... <laughs> our job would be significantly diminished in importance if he had right. all of Netflix available to him. Right. But we're like, also here's like five more. Right. He's like, he's like I'm just binging the great yeah. British bake-off. That's all I'm doing. In um, space. Yeah. Because I love baking in space. <laughs> we're just sending him this carefully curated list of movies, and they're just kind of like landing in this pile, and he's, <laughs> he's like, yeah, I'm, I'm still kind of busy right. with the Bake Off. Right. There's like a pile of like issues of The New Yorker. Right. And then Space Flicks uploads, and then meanwhile, he's just watching reality TV. Okay, so at any rate, probably so, not. Probably not. I don't think he gets Netflix in space. He doesn't. He definitely doesn't. Yeah. NASA right. can't afford that. Okay. Well, we've, we've covered that the bandwidth is expensive. I know. I'm, I'm just saying. So, you are going to read the synopsis, correct? Oh, sure. So, Marriage Story is a movie by Noah Baumbach, and uh, the way it's described here is Marriage Story is... Academy nom- Academy Award-nominated filmmaker Noah Baumbach's incisive and compassionate look at a marriage breaking up and a family staying together. Mm. Okay. Okay. So, Noah Baum... How do you pronounce his name? Baumbach? Baumbach? Mm-hmm. What, uh, what's, what's your kind of relationship to Noah Baumbach and his, his work up till now? I, I'm academically engaged with his work. Uh, I'm not, uh... As in you're aware, like, what do you mean academically engaged? Well, like, I, mo- I've seen other, others of his films and have not often been terribly moved by them or mm-hmm. felt like I had a real connection with them. I more like respected them than, yeah. you know, loved them. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, I find, and so, and so that's just generally been my experience. Not, I don't dislike any of the things that I've seen right. by him. But this one, this one feels to me like it was kind of like at the next level in terms of people talking about it. Like he's he's had films before that have generally been like you said like respected. Mm-hmm. Some people really like them. Right. But this one being in the conversation for best picture and Adam Driver and Scarlett Johansson's performances. I feel like there's just like a lot more hype for this movie. I think than his past movies. Would you agree with that? Yes, I, I would absolutely agree with that. Um, I feel like m- most of his other movies have not had. Like, I mean, he's, Adam he's Driver nominated Scar- for an Academy Award before, has he? He may have for writing. Oh, really? I believe. Oh, but but not Best Picture though. Um, I don't. Be- yeah, I believe that that's correct. I can do a little bit of quick research on this, but uh, in the meantime, but yeah, I don't think he's ever had like, you know, two movie, you know, movie stars at sort of like the peak mm-hmm. of their fame, right? I feel like he's gotten famous people in his movies, right? Certainly. Right. But, like, I don't think, um, 
you know, for example, uh, Ben Stiller and Naomi Watts in While We're Young in 2014 is like the same as, no, you know, Kylo Ren and <laughs> Black Widow, right? Mm-hmm. Like opposite one another at their peak, right? Although he did have, have Adam Driver in While We're Young, too. Yeah, but I think that was before he was a huge star, yeah, right? So. Um, and so, at any rate, yeah, I feel like to your point, I th- this probably has is like the most hyped, like given, Baumbach movie. Has so been. given given all the hype, what were your expectations? Were you expecting it to be another? Were you expecting it to be a notch above his other works? I was expecting to feel the same way that I usually do, right? Which is just kind of which is like well that cold was cold respect. Right, it's like that was well made. That was certainly well written and well acted. Um, mm-hmm. But it doesn't like, it, you know, it just doesn't excite me or like viscerally move me in the way that mm-hmm. I want movies to do that. And yeah. so that was what I was expecting going in. And how'd you feel coming out? I loved it. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Oh man, I really loved it. I was very surprised because also like the subject matter is tough. Right? Yeah. Totally. Like. Um, just the idea of like, oh man, I gotta watch two people like fall apart and like be yeah. and be, be sort of um, just uh, harsh toward one another, right? And like, there's a kid involved, and I just felt like it was gonna be difficult, right? That was sort of my yeah. Favorite. But I think I think his style from from his past uh, movies made me a little less nervous about that. Uh huh. Like his movies are not. Like emotional roller coasters, really. They're actually right. generally pretty subdued. Right. And even when they, I actually think, when he first, when I first became aware of him, I actually thought of him almost as like a Wes Anderson, like a second tier Wes Anderson. Mm-hmm. Um, I think he's definitely established, you know, more of his own voice. Um, and I don't th- think that's necessarily that he was ever just imitating Wes Anderson, but I think when I first became aware of him, that's kind of where my brain well, you, categorized him. You know that he has written things with Wes Anderson. Um, no. Was Fanta- he Fantastic Mr. Fox. Oh, did he write that? The Life Aquatic. Mm. Yeah. So okay. they, they wrote those together. And it makes perfect sense that I would have associated them. They have similar things. I, I probably even knew that at the time, and that's why I grouped them together, and sure. then I've since forgotten. But... Um, but yeah, I think because he doesn't have these really intense dramatic movies, they tend to be a little bit more um, kind of just well, well, one like subdued, like I said, but also they tend to have little bits of humor interspersed, similar yeah. to Wes Anderson, I would say. Right. Um, so I kind of figured going in, okay, it's going to be about divorce, mm-hmm. but. It's probably not going to be just, like, a huge downer of a movie. It's probably going to be, like, right. there's going to be some humor in it. and Sure. And uh, and it'll be very... I expected it to be, like, very humane. Mm-hmm. You know, like... Like, that's another thing. It's similar with him and Wes Anderson. Like, they don't have characters who are straight up just um, over-the-top, you know, like, bad people mm-hmm. or amazing people. Their, their characters all tend to be straight shades of gray. Right. So, um, so that's what I was kind of expecting. Yeah. Uh, I also really liked it. I yeah. think, uh, I, I wouldn't, uh, I, I guess we'll get into it shortly and I'm anticipating you loved it even more than I did, but I really, really liked it. Um, certainly the favorite 
of his movies that I've seen. Yeah, me too. But I haven't seen all of them. I haven't seen Francis Ha, which I've heard is really good. I have. Oh, okay. Yeah. So this is better, huh? Yeah. Well, I enjoyed it. <laughs> um, okay, cool. So I think we both had measured expectations going in and both were probably liked it more than we expected is what I'm Yeah, thinking. I was just, um, I enjoyed it more, right? Mm-hmm. Just, you know, like I was sort of expecting, um, there to be, you know, we talk about this fairly often, but there to be sort of like an eating your vegetables quality of this movie where it's like, all right, we got to look at sort of like human sadness for mm-hmm. two hours, mm-hmm. right? But I was just, I, I was having a good time, like wow. most of the movie, right? Even in the parts that are, uh, I found like even the parts that are painful and difficult are still like very watchable. Mm-hmm. And in some cases, like there were moments in this movie where I was both like, like, deeply uncomfortable and very amused at the same time, right? All right, well, I'm definitely interested to get examples of that, but let's get through the first couple things. I think we want to talk about themes of the movie, and then box office is going to be irrelevant, so we can just do well, themes. Well, I think it, di- it did get released in theaters. Okay, maybe it did, but right. But how many? Th- I mean, I'm probably like three or something. I don't and know. And for like two weeks or something, right? Right, yeah. I, I don't think really talking about box office is particularly... Well, right. no, I mean, because with Netflix, what I would be more interested in is what is the, what are the numbers of people who actually watched it, you know? Right. But... Which Netflix I doesn't think, really release. I think the they generally part. don't share that information, so... Right, right. Um, so themes of the movie, obviously, obviously, you know, it's right there in the synopsis as far as the, the most obvious on the face ones are divorce, you know, family the the sort of the like what does it mean to keep a family together right when the when the mother and father are separating so yeah. those are kind of obvious themes any any less obvious themes you want to talk about well i think the relationship between um charlie and nicole um something that i i thought was very uh you know ever present throughout the film is this idea of um how you balance the needs of yourself versus your partner, mm-hmm. right? That sort of, that, that there's always going to be a tension, it seems to me, in finding a way to give your partner what they want while maintaining what you want. And that felt like a, a major recurring, not, I don't know if it's a theme so much, right. but, it's a, but it is like a, it was a, a, a thread. Yeah, and I would almost say, I, I don't know that this movie presents itself as having a lesson, mm-hmm. but if it did, it almost feels like the lesson would be that there needs to be give and take on both sides because because his kind of main, where he was wrong was that he was, he was putting all of his own desires first, yep. right? And similarly, where she was wrong was she was allowing him to put all of his desires first mm-hmm. or, or I mean that, that would be maybe sort of like one kind of crude read of, right. Of how, how the marriage went wrong. Um, cause it was just too one sided. Right? Uh, yeah. I've thought a lot about this actually, as far as how to characterize the, who, who, who you would side with. Mm-hmm. And I've come to the sort of conclusion that, um, trying to side with anybody in this movie is probably not an exercise that I'm going to participate in. Right? Yeah, I, 
I I don't I think the movie presents both characters so sympathetically that right it definitely doesn't feel to me like it compels you to pick a right. side because what I definitely because I, I feel like regardless of my evaluations of rightness and wrongness which fluctuate even like in the confines of a single like moment thinking about it where I'm like I'm like I think so and so was wrong but you know and then mm-hmm. I like immediately reverse opinion um I feel like what the movie does a really masterful job of is is even if I don't know who I agree with I I understand why the marriage dissolved sure right yeah. um I I don't know who I feel like was you know more correct but I do understand why these people couldn't be together right mm-hmm. um which is to me one of the most uh, impressive pieces of the I feel like movies usually find a way to make you sympathize with one character over another. Yeah. And in this movie, I felt like it was pretty masterful how um, they constructed it in a way that um, more than more than me feeling like I wanted somebody to win, right? I just I just understood, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Any other themes? No, I'd rather I, I'd rather talk about the specifics because uh, I feel like I'm probably incapable of eloquently articulating a theme, but I probably could pick apart yeah let's, uh, pieces of it. Well, let's give the spoiler warning then. Let's do it. We Aruga! Oh yeah, I was gonna say we we don't have a sound effect for it yet. Oh no, we do. I. <laughs> it's the auga. It's a submarine. Okay. Sound. All right. So spoilers now. Um, I think we we're just gonna talk like best parts of the movie right highlights um yeah so uh you were talking about i'm curious if this is an example you were saying uh you you mentioned scenes where you were simultaneously uncomfortable and amused yeah i felt that the courtroom scene Uh was was so first of all i didn't feel that way because i just found that scene difficult like i was, was not amused by it it made me very sad, but I do think it was a really strong scene. Right. Um, where, you know, they're sitting there with their respective lawyers. He went, he tried to get a nice lawyer. Yeah. He realized he was on, he was, he was outmatched. Right. And he had to get a, an asshole lawyer. Right. So they're sitting there with their asshole lawyers. Yep. And the lawyers are just, you know, being brutal. Mm-hmm. Like directing attacks at, the you know each each at one at their, attacks, at their yep. at their client's um, spouse, and and they're sitting there and you know the camera is like showing like Scarlett Johansson like she's clearly not happy about what her own lawyer is saying right right and then and then similar with Adam Driver yeah and yeah I just thought that was a great scene yeah absolutely I mean like because it's also they are still they still interact like a married couple in as much as they are intimate and they feel like they could be vulnerable with one another. Right. And to hear things they say to one another in sort of just the confidence of, you know, a a long relationship being weaponized against themselves and just the, the, the simultaneous feeling of betrayal that, I feel like that scene sort of reveals, but at the same time, um, they both want different things and are willing and accepting of the fact that the other, like they're going to, they're like, I'm going to have to stoop real. I'm going to have to get down in the mud 
to like win this fight. Yeah. And I understand that the other person is going to do the same. Yeah. Right. And I don't like I understand. Like I understand why we're why we are where we are. Right. I don't yeah. like it. Right. But I also don't feel like the other person is acting in a way that I wouldn't. Yeah. Right? I will say I agree with you that um, picking a side is is a fool's errand with this movie. I do think much of the movie, is, especially maybe let's call it the middle act, um, if this is three acts, it's not really it doesn't really follow that structure. But the middle third, um, it was really hard. I think I think it was a lot of it was told from his perspective. Sure, and so it just really made me like. Maybe not, maybe not upset with her because you sort of understand, especially as more things come to light, why she did opt to get a lawyer. Mm-hmm. But you just see, like, man, this is really unfortunate and unnecessary. The amount of like, really, just sheer, sheer from just a sheer financial perspective, right? <laughs> like how costly this is. Yeah, you know, um, when like. It's hard to say. You can't really, you can't really, you know, you can't really know how things would have gone if they'd never gotten lawyers involved. Right. But, um, but it just feels like surely there was a way to do this that didn't require all this, you know? Well, the problem was they fundamentally want different things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he, I think, probably was in denial Mm -hmm. for you know, the first big chunk of the movie. Because if you believe that you and the other person want basically the same thing, Mm -hmm. then you're just negotiating around the margins, right? Um, And I think the the thing that this movie did a really uh, good job of exploring is, like, they fundamentally want to live on opposite coasts. And they both want to be with their son all the time. Right, mm-hmm. and so it's like you can't have it both ways. They can't. No, not everybody can get what they want, and that's why like lawyers get involved, right? Because she could acquiesce, and so like okay, Henry can stay with you on the East Coast, right? Mm-hmm. But that's like fundamentally why they're getting divorced, right? Right, and so she's like, I am unwilling to continue to acquiesce, right? Um, and yeah, and I think I think I didn't realize. I think that that's the thing that took a while to sink in for me because initially. You know, he kept saying, like, you can have, you know, like, we can split it or, like, you can have most of it, you know, like, mm-hmm. in terms of he's talking about the stuff, like, mm-hmm. splitting up their their assets. Right. Right. And it's just like, this is could be all amicable. He's not, you know, mm-hmm. he's not your sort of stereotypical, like, husband in I'm a divorce situation. I'm keeping the apartment, right? Yeah, yeah. Who's, who's, like, refuses to, to part with um, all the stuff. He's like, that's not a problem. And I'm like... So he's already said that's not a problem, but it's not about that, right? It's right. not about that at all. It's about she wants to go to L.A. And he's like, but we're a New York family. Right. And she, and basically in a way, it's like that this is also, like his reaction saying that is indicative of sort of one of the fundamental reasons that they're getting a divorce where she's like, you don't listen to me. Yeah. And don't like grasp what I want. Right. Right. Um and, and perhaps, you know, as sort of, I think the movie states, like, maybe she wasn't articulating it forcefully in a way that he would get it. But at the same time, like, 
it takes two to communicate and miscommunicate, right? Yeah. And so, um, there was, uh, and, and so in that regard, like, I think the movie zeroes in on that. I think that courtroom scene is in some ways, like, the movie sort of just, like, hitting the nail on the head, and it's like, they want opposite things. And, yeah. they, and like, at, push comes to shove, and it does, right? Like, they will fight for what they want. Yeah. Right? Now, there's another scene that I did find quite amusing, and I'm curious if you think it means anything. The uh, the scene, you know, the sort of relatively long scene where this woman comes to observe him yeah. with his son. Yes. And initially, it's just kind of a funny, awkward segment. Right. You know, he's he's trying to be sort of a model dad. He's right. made a nice dinner. Right. His son's kind of like, you're being weird, but he's, you know, doing his best to just seem natural. Right. And then everything seems to have gone great. And then just at the very end... Yes. He he says, oh, I'll show you this little knife trick that right. he wanted me to do earlier. It's where I just, you know, I just... I slide it against my arm, but I retract the knife. And then she's like, your arm is bleeding. He's like, oh, I guess I forgot to retract the knife. And then it becomes this comical, almost slapstick thing. Yes. Of he's got to get her out the door, convince her, like, no, no, I'm fine. Definitely get out of here. <laughs> and the second she's gone, he's like, oh, my gosh, you know. <laughs> and he's running to the kitchen and running water on it and trying to get paper towels to, like, cover the wound. And it's funny um, and, and a little bit, you know... Uh, and a little bit, uh, what's the word? Like anxiety inducing. Yeah. But w- what do you think the purpose of that development is in the movie? Uh, I feel like maybe it's from like a, a symbol of something, but. Well, sure, yeah. I mean, like, I. Because there's no actual lasting effects of that. Well, I mean, he certainly uh, doesn't. Like, she basically gets custody of Henry. Doesn't she? No, it's fifty. It's they do fifty-five, forty-five. Well, they, uh, well, they ult- but they ultimately like agree to that, right? Mm-hmm. Like, um, so and so, I think uh, that sequence um, being about putting on a facade for the court, right? Mm-hmm. Um, to seem like. Because, you know, there's so much in the lead-up to that sequence is, like, you got to put art on the walls, and you got to get furniture, right? And, like, mm-hmm. uh, and there's little details earlier in the sequence where he doesn't know, um, like, which side, like, a cabinet opens on or something like that. Mm-hmm. Like, little things like that where it's, like, you don't know this kitchen that well. Right. Right? Um, and so it's all, it's all a bit of an act, Right now, not that he's a bad father, and not that like he and Henry don't get along, and not that he wouldn't cook, right? But it's just sort of like it's performative, mm-hmm. and I feel like um, when the son says uh, "do do the knife thing," um, the knife thing fundamentally is an act, right? It is a I'm going to pretend to hurt myself, mm-hmm. but I'm not really going to hurt myself right and it's supposed to be for your amusement and um when he does uh fail to retract the blade entirely and gives himself this pretty like lengthy cut on his arm (laughs) right um they the act is over 
right? And he uh, he wants desperately to like continue the like the charade, mm-hmm. right? Um, and uh, she just keeps trying to sort of say like, "You are bleeding, right? <laughs> like you need to like stop pretending like everything's gonna be fine, and you need to like address the fact that you have." like this pretty significant wound he's like no 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 it's okay it's all right yeah um and in some ways like his failure and like when i was watching that scene i was like his failure to acknowledge like he's made a mistake Mm -hmm. is worse in my opinion Mm. right it's like he could have said like oh my gosh like what a boneheaded move like right um i really you know do need some help right Mm -hmm. uh and I think that would have been better than, like, standing there bleeding through your shirt. Right. And probably wouldn't have resulted in him, ultimately ended in him collapsing on the floor. Of his kitchen, right? Like, um, and to me, that's a nice little sort of, like, in miniature, um, uh, like, metaphor for, like, the marriage itself, right? Yeah. Where he's, like, convincing, he's trying to convince everybody, like, we're fine, it's fine. Like, right. she's good, I'm good, yeah. right? But, like... But there's a wound. She loves New York. Right. We're a New York family, right? Yeah. yeah. But it's like, there's little bits of evidence dropped throughout the film that, like, Henry likes going to school in L.A., right? Mm-hmm. And Henry has friends in L.A. that he likes hanging out with, and he doesn't really miss his New York friends that much, right? Yeah. Um, and and I just feel like there's this wound that, like, driver just tries to not acknowledge or pretend isn't there. Yeah. And then, you know, by the end of the, by the end of the film, it's sort of like, he just has to come to grips with the fact that it's like, no, there's this like open unhealing wound that I have to address. And the only way, and by the end of the film, you know, spoiler alert, he basically is like the only way for me to like close this wound is for me to sort of give up some of the things that I want. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, or that I thought I wanted. That I thought I wanted. That I thought I that I thought I wanted most, right? Yeah, the things I felt were most important. Yeah. But uh, that was, that was the sequence I had in mind, where I was like, I'm uh, very uncomfortable, right. but also laughing very hard, <laughs> right? Because um, I just found the entire like his perform like that twist at the I found the whole sequence to be funny, uh-huh. right? And then like the fact that he'd actually cut himself. Then the whole yeah. then at that moment I was like, oh no, right? Like, <laughs> oh goodness, no, yeah, right. Yeah. Uh, and then the fact that he tries to hide it and just like the physical comedy of him like just bleeding, trying not to pass out, trying right? to help her, at, like getting to help her out the door, getting blood getting on the door, blood on the door, yeah. <laughs> just Are you awful. sure you're okay? Yeah, that was great. Um, what other scenes? There's there's a lot of. Um, there's a lot of just Scenes. long takes, yeah. like long takes, good acting. Yeah. Um, like Scarlett Johansson, what's her name? Nicole. Yeah. Nicole meeting with her lawyer for the first time. Yeah. Laura Dern's character. Yeah. Um, where she just kind of lays it all out there. Um, that was great. There, there was, uh, there's multiple scenes where I'm sure it's not like the first movie in history to do this, but something that I did find very unique about this movie is there's these long conversations where the characters aren't just sitting in place. They're like getting up and moving around and talking. Yeah. Um, which I think is very realistic. Yeah. You know? Um, so like in that scene where she meets the lawyer, they're sitting on the couch, 
but then she gets up and goes to the bathroom to yeah. get a, like a tissue. Yep. And comes back, and then she's standing there talking. Yep. And I think she maybe goes back to the couch at some point. Any in any case, she's changing locations, but just all while talking. Yeah. The same thing happens in uh, the, the kitchen. Scene. The kitchen sequence, for example, like when Charlie. Well, when Charlie comes in, and they're going to serve him divorce. Yeah, 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 her. yeah. And he, and he's, uh, and the sister walks in with the pie. Yeah. Yeah, and the mom and the sister are in and out. Yeah, and he and he is in and out because um, Henry's in the, in the bathroom. And right, tell, right. Yeah, yeah. It's uh, that that scene was really great. Um, also, the big climactic fight between them. Yes, um, where it starts with them sitting down, mm-hmm. and there's starts escalating, and then I think he gets up. I, I they both they end up in the kitchen at one point. I yeah, think. yeah, yeah. Um, but and, and then he goes into the other room, and I think he's like. He's, he's, like, folding clothes or something uh-huh. while yelling at her. Right. Um, so there's just lots of scenes like that that I felt... Well, anyway, those three that we just named, I felt were all really strong. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, and, and I think that's one of the things that I really... Because unlike my description of other movies where I'm like, oh, it's, like, academic, right? Mm-hmm. Like, I feel like this is well-written and well-acted, but I don't, like, feel things the same yeah. way that I sort of generally want to. Um, you know, if I, just if we use like the serving the divorce papers sequence, right. Um, it just felt very alive, right. The fact that he like in the middle of this conversation is like grabbing a chicken out of the fridge and like carving Mm -hmm. off a piece just cause he's hungry. Right. Right. Like these are things that people do in conversations in kitchens. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, and the fact that he has this longstanding, like good relationship with, his sister-in-law and his mother-in-law, yeah. right? It's just like, and the fact that they don't want to have an uncomfortable conversation with him, and yeah. he wants to have a they good, like him, yeah. right? And he wants to have a good time with them, right? Um, you know, and them trying to uh, keep like a good facade at the same time, knowing that there's a net this inevitable sort of car crash moment coming, mm-hmm. right? It just felt all very right to me, yeah. I, and I think the movie is like it communicates so well that this like this is they feel like a fully realized married couple mm-hmm. in the movie like like um, even though they're getting divorced they there's just so much you know um, there, there's so much like already there mm-hmm. to untangle. Yeah. Um, you know, that it's like, it doesn't all come apart in one day. Right? right. So like, like an example is in that very scene when he first arrives, they like still kiss on the right. lips, just like as a, just it's perfunctory, you know, but right. in the same way that many married couples, when it's just almost like saying hello, right. Give each other a quick kiss. So that like, she does that even though she's about to serve him divorce papers. Right. right. Um, and then, and then, yeah, the fact that he's just making himself at home in her family's house with getting the chicken out. And then the fact that at night she's like, have you, do you know where you're staying? Right. And he clearly hadn't thought about it until she asked. Well, he didn't even realize he wasn't like welcome right. in that house. Right, exactly. Right. Like, cause he's, cause it's so, he's so at home there. Right. That he clearly was thinking that he would sleep there. Right. But as soon as she asked that's when he realized like, Oh, I got to find a place, you know? Um, 
also the uh, the scene where they're in the lawyer's office and they're ordering lunch. It's time yeah. to order lunch, and um, and he can and he's like, I don't I don't know what I want. And so she takes the menu and orders for him. Right. I feel like there's just lots of stuff like that. Yeah. Where it just conveys, you know, like, and then of course, you know, the way the movie ends with her tying his shoe. Right. It's all. I feel like the movie's filled with little details like that 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 really make it feel like they were a married couple. It's like I almost feel like chemistry is not even the right word. Right. Because normally when you talk about chemistry with a couple, you're like, yeah, I can feel the excitement of them being together. You know, it seems like they really are attracted to each other. Right. This is like not that because it's the thing that happens much later in a relationship. Yeah, absolutely. Um but I don't know the word for it. It just right. it just feels organic and real. Well, yeah, there's just a familiarity and an intimacy with yeah. the way you interact with one another um, where you're comfortable with that person doing things for you and with you and making decisions for you, mm-hmm. right? Because they know you so well that even in moments where you can't do something for yourself, you're like, they know me. Like, yeah. I trust them yeah. to pick something out, right? I trust them to do something on my behalf. And so, yeah, I think that, like, the title of the movie is certainly not an accident, right? Like, it um, it does feel, it, it has all those little hallmarks of what a marriage feels like, right? Yeah. Um, we all know plenty of married couples, and there's lots that goes on in that relationship that's not about um, the passion that you feel for your, for the, for the, the other right it's not about um romance it's it's about like this um this long-standing partnership right that you've committed to to just like live life and get things done together right and um they obviously sort of were very much on that wavelength and it really showed in their performances um and frankly i mean my suspicion is that this is all really well crafted from a writing perspective. Yeah. Right? Like, I, I'm willing to guess that a lot of this stuff is very much in the script. On the paper. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I would assume so. Like, you know, including, like, all the little details, but if, but also I bet I bet a lot of the stuff I was talking about earlier of, like, characters walking around and, mm-hmm. and all that stuff, it seems... Well, frankly, I feel like it's all probably... It's it's very realistic, which which is uh, which is you know a testament to the good writing. I also know that the movie is somewhat autobiographical, right? Right, right. So it makes sense from that perspective too. Like he's drawing from direct experience, yeah. probably to yes. a large degree. My, yeah, my understanding and just listening to him Noah Baumbach talk about the movie is. Yes, certainly there's stuff that's drawn from his life and his divorce, mm-hmm. but also apparently he just conducted lots and lots of interviews with, with divorced, divorced couples, couples yeah. um, just to and uh, just to sort of make sure that he was thinking about like all the experiences of all the participants. I think some I think that's in some ways one of the reasons that I was so um, surprised how well realized how fully realized the Nicole character was Mm -hmm. because you know if you're talking about a man writing about his divorce sure you would expect that the vantage point of the Charlie character would just be like the vantage point right like yeah 
Um, a movie like Kramer versus Kramer about a divorce, right, is like very much from Dustin Hoffman's character's mm-hmm. point of view, mm-hmm. right? Um, but this movie felt like it was giving very um, like deep consideration of both members of the marriage and how both of them felt about things. And again, like right and wrong doesn't really enter into it. It's like just here's how this person would react in this situation. It's very reasonable in both cases and they just want different things. Yeah. No, I, I do agree with you, but, um, I'm trying to think now. I feel like the movie begins and it's from Scarlett Johansson's perspective for a good while. Mm -hmm. And then it sort of shifts to focusing on Adam Driver's character doesn't it just kind of stay there the rest of the movie? Does it shift back? I'm actually having trouble remembering. I would say that I would agree with that general trajectory. I, I feel like Nicole's character probably gets, if you're if you're drawing a you know a pie chart of like who gets more sort of point of view time. Like yeah, who's like point of view? I feel like the first half of the film she gets a bit more, and I feel like the back half of the film the Charlie character gets a okay. bit more. Okay. Um, and so not to say like. Not to say that I feel like the movie is siding with that person more. I just feel like that's... Yeah, no, I, I I think even when it's being told from his perspective or from her perspective, the other character is still very sympathetic from that perspective. It's just right. it's just kind of whose eyes are you seeing things unfold through. Right. Um, which, which inherently maybe biases you a little bit. Sure, but, yeah. Um, okay, any other best parts of the movie you want to talk about? Well, I mean, certainly the fight in the, his apartment mm-hmm. is a great bit of writing, acting, right? Um, just a, just a, I don't know that there's a lot to say about it. Um, there's some lines that I will not forget from that sequence, right? The part where he just sort of reaches his absolute apex, mm-hmm. like, um, and declares that, you know, he wishes she were dead. Yeah. Right. I mean, like, it's just an unforgettable moment, right? Because you understand him, right? You understand he's so desperate to keep his son and his career, right? And even if he's given up on the marriage, but he's given up on the marriage, mm-hmm. right? He's like, but let me just have everything that I want. Yeah. And she won't, right? Uh, understandably so. And so his just his deep frustration that like um, he can't. I mean, there's something very like uh, privileged and very male about that sort of way of thinking, right? Like, why can't I just have everything I want, right? Right. And you're saying the reason he wishes she could just be dead is just because she represents all of these obstacles. She's like the obstacle in his life to having everything else that he wants. Yeah, and it's just like, if you would just die, then I could take our son Live in New York, York. have my theater directing career, right? And this would all be over. Still have a good relationship with your parent, your family even, you know? Yeah. Um, Yeah, so that sequence is really powerful. Um, Something that really, like, brought me a lot of pain... Uh, is the trick-or-treating sequence. Yeah, that was sad. Right? Because he's so hell-bent on, like, um, we're going to... Like, I didn't get to go trick-or-treating with you, and I get to have memories, too. Right. So, 
you know, try to just so I'm gonna drag you out like into the night to like go hit up a bunch of get a few pieces of candy right it just was a really painful experience because it's it's always a when I something I talk to my daughter about is uh and like just sort of like a little pet subject of mine is like when you give gifts the gift you give should be something that the other person wants Mm -hmm. not something that you wish somebody would give you right right um and I feel like that trick-or-treating sequence just made me have that feeling where it's like, mm-hmm. you want this. Your son doesn't care at all about going trick-or-treating anymore. And it just... Yeah. Um, and I feel like as parents, uh, we sometimes want our children to want the same things we do. And they're just yeah. not, not going to comply. Or, or I mean, I've, I could certainly relate to that scene because... I think as a parent, sometimes you're just so looking forward to something right. with your kid. Right. And then when they, when the time comes and they're just not feeling it, yep. it can be really disappointing. You're like, I was, I built myself up to, you know, yeah. like in his case, it's like, I, I got myself all dressed up. I thought we were going to have this magical yeah. trick-or-treating evening together. Right. And when his son's just like, I'm done, I'm tired. And he's right. like, no, we're doing the thing right. that I thought was going to be a magical right. father-son time. And then, of course, it wasn't. Because when you force it, it never is. Right. But. And and the thing is, like, in that bit, I feel like before they go out trick-or-treating the second time, doesn't his son just say, like, do you want to play with me? Doesn't he say something like that? Something like, like that. I yeah. think he's got some toys. And like, can't we just stay here and just play? And it's like, that was it. That was yeah. your moment to right. actually have a magical, like, not even magical, but just sort of, like, good mm-hmm. time with your son. Like, you could just do something that he wants to do, like, that you are the only person in the world right now who can, like, help him have, like, a good experience. And instead, you chose to do the thing that you wanted, right? Which is, like, pretty indicative of Charlie, right? That's sort of, like, the big sin that he possesses, which is like, we're going to do what I want to do. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I kind of care less about what you want, right? Yeah. I think I don't... I mean, I do agree with the, the facts of what you're saying. I think I don't view it as um, negatively towards Charlie. I, I feel I feel bad for Charlie and the son in yeah. that scene. Oh, totally. I'm not... And I'm not even saying that, like, Charlie's a bad person, right? It's like right. he's I, I think um, something that really like struck struck me when she said it is during the fight sequence. Nicole says something along the lines of um, your selfishness is like so part of you. Mm-hmm. Right. That, that you don't, you even, don't see even see it. it as selfishness. Right. Right. right? And at the time um, I had my own personal reaction to that mm-hmm. where. I was I was like that feels a little bit uh, harsh, right? Like that mm-hmm. feels like uh, the type of thing you say in a fight that is like a little overstating the thing. The thing, mm-hmm. but like as the movie sat with me and as I thought about it more, I was like, that's probably a pretty astute point yeah, that she's yeah, making. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And so again, like I'm not saying like Charlie is bad because I'm sure we all uh, have a flavor of that particular problem, right? Or maybe me more than others. Maybe I'm just revealing more about myself than anybody else. But it's like... Oh, yeah. But it's like, yeah, like, I think about what I want as so... Of, of such paramount importance, right? That I never stop to consider, like, is what I want, like, 
okay, like good for anybody else but me. <laughs> right? Yeah, or do other people want things that I'm not even noticing? Because I just presume that we all like what should happen and what I want, I view as synonymous things, <laughs> right? Yeah. Uh, and the the first step to probably considering the needs of other people is separating those two things from one another. Um, so yeah, lots of lots of uh, great uncomfortable moments in the film. Um, I, it's funny, we haven't talked about the beginning and we haven't talked about the end at all. Do you want um, to talk about the beginning and the end? Well, I mean, it it's like Chekhov's letters, right? Oh, you're, you're referring to, yeah, the bookends, yeah. Um, well, I thought, I thought it was a great beginning, um, with them reading their letters about what they, what like, they like about, about each, each other. other. Yeah. Um, I was honestly not expecting the movie to start out that way, although I guess it kind of makes sense um, for it to start on kind of a positive note. Right. Um, But yeah, the end definitely hit me pretty hard. Um, You know, I don't really know why his son was reading that. Like, that seems a little odd. I don't know. Yeah, why were they just lying out there? Sitting sitting out somewhere. But, but, I mean, it it was really an incredible moment of him of him reading it, you know, for the first time because she wouldn't, she didn't read it at mm-hmm. the beginning of the movie. Right. So he's actually reading this letter for the first time, you know, presumably like a year or more later, right? Right. After this is all long over and done. Right. Um, and I think, and I think, what is it like? He actually tears up at the moment where it's like two seconds after I saw him, I fell in love with him or something like that. Mm-hmm. Some some line about how quickly mm-hmm. they fell in love, yeah, and you know, and and brought him to tears, and then I think even his son started tearing up a little bit. Um, Maybe, yeah. It's pretty it's pretty touching that Henry's in the room with him to hear all of this. Yeah, um, I don't really know how I would react as a child to you know. It's a really crazy thing to hear, like the voice of your mother from the past talking in such glowing terms about your father who you love but you know that she After she doesn't yeah. anymore right so um but yeah i i found uh it, it's one of those things like i think i had a similar sort of complaint uh when we were talking about jojo rabbit and i was just sort of like man you just put the song heroes on at the <laughs> end and that's all i really needed to just feel feelings um and I feel like this is, uh, at the same time, uh, while I felt like a little bit, um, manipulated, uh, I was very happy to be, mm. to be that way. And I'm, I'm realizing I'm using a term that sounds like I'm being a little bit sort of dismissive of the filmmaking technique and I don't find it to be a cheap move at all. I found it to be a really sort of elegant, thoughtful way to begin and nearly conclude the um, but at the same, but I would, yeah, but I, like you, was really moved by hearing the echo of the beginning toward the end. Yeah, and I mean, I, I would imagine I, I've never been divorced, but I, I would assume that that's something that divorced people probably experience sometimes, where maybe it's long after the marriage, but something reminds you of of the beginning. Yeah, yeah, and how, how 
amazing it seemed at the time and how much you loved each other and how excited you were for the future. And it must be like such a melancholy thing. Yeah. Um, and I feel like it captures, that's, that's how it hit me was like, he was tearing up and I, and I think the son even teared up too. And I feel like for both of them, it was like, yeah, remember when, you know, when we were all together and that was really nice. Right. Um, which is what made the very end of the movie so effective for me is because at the conclusion of the film, Charlie has sort of, uh, he has acquiesced and has moved to LA Mm -hmm. and is going to just do local theater in LA, which is, you know, as, uh, it's sort of almost a joke, right? Like theater in LA is considered, you know, like pretty bottom of the barrel. Well, it's nothing compares to New York. Right. Um, and so he has made a major life change and, uh, but the conclusion of the film is it's another Halloween, right? Mm. And in this one, um, they are to, they are together. They are apart, meaning like he and she are separated, but they are together. And she wants Henry to have a good relationship with Charlie. And so she says, why don't you just take him? Right? Like he says, it's your, it's your night. Right. She says, it's okay. Right. Mm -hmm. Like, because this was never for her this was never about like um, winning never meant hurting Charlie mm-hmm. right winning like it was always about like I just need to have the I want to be able to live the kind of life that I want yeah and um, the the sad fact of the matter is like if he had decided to acquiesce early, like at the beginning of the movie right yeah or before the beginning of the movie. Before the beginning of the movie, they could probably still be together. Yeah. Right? But he need but he needed to go through this to be compelled to make that life chain. Right. And she needed to go through this to demonstrate that she could be the sort of like empowered like driver of her own life, right? Um, that she is that by she, the end of the movie. Right, exactly. And so I found the ending very touching because they have to go through all this to change and grow as people. Um, and at the end, it's still the three of them. Mm-hmm. Plus whatever guy she's with. Right. <laughs> totally. Yeah, yeah, Um, Yeah. All right. Well, we've talked a lot about the best parts of the movie. We normally... Movies like this, uh, as in really, really good movies, this last part tends to be sparse. Right. Uh, but is there anything you'd want to do to fix the movie? Um, uh, to your point, not really. Um, you know, I do feel a little bit like I'm taking crazy pills, uh, when I hear people praising the Ray Liotta performance. Uh Uh-huh. Oh, is that a thing people are doing? Yeah. I mean, um. Did you not like his performance? I just don't find him to be nearly as good as, like, the other actors in this movie. Hmm. Um, maybe it's just, like, I don't. I'm not just in on his wavelength particularly, but like as an actor. Um, but when I compare him to Alan Alda's performance and Laura Dern's performance, like, like those, those folks are giving performances that feel like just pitch perfect to me. Mm-hmm. And then I feel like Ray Liotta is like yelling right mm-hmm. now. I'm just being, I'm sure picky and a Philistine, but 
but that was the one thing I was like, really, we're, we think he's great. Like I, I'm having a hard I time. I thought they with were this. all great. I thought, I thought, I mean, when you compare Laura Dern and Alan Alda and Ray Liotta, to me, they're just three vastly different people. Yes, which is, you know, the world is filled with people of all different kinds. So like, yeah. so. I mean, was he was he kind of just like barking a lot? Like, that was yes, my... but I think that's what he was supposed to be like. I think um... this is gonna sound really mean. Like, he just came off as like a guy reading lines to me. All right, right, all right. Agree to disagree. Yeah, I, I did, did. I did. He definitely. I. So, I think I'm sort of like doubly uh, confused because. One, I didn't know people were specifically calling out Ray Liotta's performance, and that does seem weird to me. Like, mm-hmm. he's not the one you call out. But I'm also confused that you seem to be so anti-Ray Liotta's I'm not, like, so anti-Ray Liotta. said he seemed like a guy reading lines. That's pretty <laughs> That's pretty uh, bad. But, um... Ray, forgive me, Ray Liotta. I, I love I, you in good I just thought I just thought everybody was, was really good uh, across the board. Um... I don't remember. I don't remember the name of the actor, the actress who plays Scarlett Johansson's mom. But I thought she and her sister were good. I thought, you know, the theater group. Well, much of the theater group were kind of just like one note characters. But right. I mean, like they most of them literally have like one line or two lines. So right. But all the characters who had any substantial amount of lines, I thought were great. Yeah, personally. Yeah, this is one of those things where it's like, my suspicion is that I'm just wrong, right? <laughs> Like how can we know? Um, well, it's like let's have to consult the acting oracle. Let's be. Let's is be, this good acting? Right. Let's be clear. I'm probably wrong uh, because like it's not like Baumbach like got on set one day with Leota and Leota started doing like bad acting mm-hmm. and Baumbach was like this is fine, right? Like yeah. I guess I just have to. Everybody live with else this. is bringing their A game, but this this can be mediocre. Right. I'm I'm sure I just I'm just not plugged into the right way. So, gen- but generally speaking, no. I would. There's nothing I would do to like fix the movie. I loved this movie. Yeah. All right. Yeah, I don't think there's anything I would do to fix it either. Uh, no, nothing I would do to fix it. Yeah. So, obviously, we're not beaming it up. We're definitely beaming <laughs> it up. All right. Let's beam it up. I feel like. Hold on, though. Okay. I feel like by the next episode of Space Flicks, I should probably, like, calculate the bill. <laughs> I feel like we've been beaming up a lot of movies. Yeah, and I well, feel like NASA is going to come knocking on our door and be like, so, um, $4 million in movie <laughs> upload fees, guys. Well, I think of it as there's kind of an annual budget. And the first, you know, nine months of the year, we had spent zero dollars. That's true. That budget. That's so true. I and don't think it's a problem. Like October rolled around, and all of a sudden we were just mashing the upload button like yeah. every other week. Did we upload any from earlier in the movie? Uh, earlier in the year? No, it was trash year. Yeah, I don't. Like think maybe we did. we did. Maybe we did Endgame, right? Uh, yeah, I don't think we did. I don't know if we even reviewed Endgame, did we? We didn't do a pod for it. I don't yeah. Well, anyway, you can you can calculate the bill if you want. Okay, I will. Until but, they start banging on our door demanding answers. Right. I think we're good. T- tonight, they're not here. <laughs> <laughs>
There we go. All right, marriage story. Enjoy. Uploaded, baby. Okay, well, thanks for listening. This is. I'm Adam. This has been Space Flicks. Goodbye.